On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if all of our Sweet Tooth friends make it out of the first season alive, if Professor X and the X-Men team will finally make it out of the Savage Lands, and how lucky will Loki get in our penultimate Lookie. All of that and more in an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every single live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. Can you my- introduce me first? I'm not even... I didn't even you, introduce just, can myself. You, can you introduce me I first? I was still like, in no, the preset well, after you, thing. can you introduce me first? Okay, yeah, obviously I was going to introduce you, but you no, got to let like me get first, my- before Mike. Don't, don't give in to terrorism, God, You know what? That's right. Introduce me first. Well, my name is Cassie. Most importantly, allow me to introduce myself. It's Cassie. I'm the host of this episode. And? And as host, thank you. I do have a and. job here as host. It's my job to lead us through this episode and all of these TV shows that we're watching. And? And to just comfort everybody. And? And bring some good snacks. Bring the entertainment. Uh, these are orange slices and they're bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want appy slices? No, I wanted fucking processed delicious fruit snacks Mm-mm. not the real fruit Mm-mm. but the snack based on the fruit not in my household absolutely like not roll up. i am joined by some friends though um don't you haven't it. heard them yet don't uh joined with me as me always is fucking do it mike God's <laughs> thank you cassie for not caving into that emotional terrorism mm-hmm. you know i appreciate you and your hosting i do have one note you okay. said the only show where we review obviously it's the only show where we review every show based on comic book. There's not other. We don't have a spinoff show where we okay. do the exact same thing. Okay, you know what? I regret not bringing Ryan on first. Actually, <laughs> like I, I stood up and I was like, "No, I'm not going to let and? this guy tell me what to do. Fuck off." Okay, you know what? <laughs> you two can fuck off. Maybe instead of and? we reviewing all of this, maybe it's just I review these shows. Maybe it's just and? the Cassie's show. You know what? <laughs> Mike is edgy right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to bring on Ryan, and Ryan is here. Thank you, Mike. Release. <laughs> oh. oh man, Mike, that was a that was a lot, Mike. That was a lot of fucking semen. But uh, Cassie, I'm so happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not have a lot to watch this week. We didn't. So I wanted to announce that we uh, are also covering the third season of Lois and Clark, mm-hmm. The Adventures of Superman, on this episode. Did you guys watch? Yeah, and what did you think? The whole third season. I thought it was so good. I, it was so I good? Cried. I cried multiple times. I, yeah. I refused to watch Dean Cain and anything, so I would fast forward through those parts. So I thought Terry Hatcher did a good job in a vacuum. Oh, man. we. Uh, I feel like that we, the three of us, have been doing a good job of like when we can, we're going through the history of superhero TV. Uh, Lois and Clark, not going to watch it. Dean Cain, you can go fucking fuck yourself, bro. Yeah. You heard it Hercules here and The Adventures of Lois and Clark just will never watch it. Xena all the time. All the time. 
All the time, every time. time. (laughs) All the time, every time. We didn't have a lot to talk about, but that's because we're filling it with so many other goodies. One, just you guys being monsters. Um, That's a good, like, ten minutes of the show. No, look, we had to do... Every show is somebody's first, so we got to welcome them in with open Oh, really hook them in with that attitude, huh? Uh, That's what we're doing. I think uh, dramatizing Mike's all about to splooge until Mm -hmm. I let him release is the best way to hook new (laughs) listeners in. Hey, Hey, new new listeners. listeners. (laughs) You guys are the worst. How you living? (laughs) Well, I need this show to end sooner than it can, so I'm going to go ahead and end this. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about Sweet Tooth finale for the main event. Um, So let's go ahead and get to that right now. Nope. No? No, let's do a shishi. You want to do a shishi first? Can we just do a shishi, please? No. Uh, I don't think... Oh, shit. Democracy? Uh, Let's do the poll list. God, okay, so no, now... The has to come towards the end. All right, the first time I list, I didn't listen to Ryan. It did backfire on me. Mike gave me a note, so now I don't know who to listen to. You know what? Ryan, you win this time. Let's go for a shushy. Shushy. Are we fucking chill now? Are we all cool? Like, I feel like that. Like we're about to draw guns on each other. You know what? Yeah, we all had my a friends do. We had a good talking mo. Like a, we had a talking circle. It was together. a good break. It was a good break. I feel refreshed. I feel fine with you guys. Um, let's see if we can keep this energy up. So we were on a break. We're on a break. Uh, pivot. Uh, Ryan, you did win though. So we are here. We're gathered for the shishies. I know you love these. Uh, what are we doing this week? What are we voting for? So it t- tonight's award is best superhero team. And um, Mike, let's go to you first. Uh, yes. What are you looking for when you vote for a superhero team? Uh, and then Cassie, success? I have a different question for you oh. after Mike answers. But I guess we will wait. Yeah, I think we just learned why Cassie hosts the show. I'd say success. Cassie, the question for you will be: uh, Is it fair? <laughs> is it fair that uh, not every show has a superhero team? So okay. just think on that while Mike okay. answers. Okay. All right, Mike, I'm, you ready? I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, how successful is the team? Do they get? I don't want them to get along perfectly, but I don't want them to be trying to literally kill each other. I don't think that makes a good superhero team. There's got to be a little drama. A little drama. I mean, we we are the kids that X Men the animated series raised, so you got to have a little bit of drama. Uh, yeah, that's mostly what I look for. Okay, so, uh, Cassie, is it unfair that some shows don't have a team? Ryan, what a great question. Thank you for asking. Um, no, it's not, because that's on them. They, they chose not to have a team, and they're fools for that. Like, they should know everybody comes for a superhero team, so if they didn't put one in, fools. Are you guys more inclined? Because I was always a uh, Peter Parker kid when I was growing up, and I liked the, the, uh, the business day work drama of Peter Parker. Are you guys? How am I getting these photos in on time? Seriously, and like, does Betty Brant like me or not? I don't know. Uh, are you guys more drawn towards teams, or do you think we as a podcast are more drawn towards teams? Well, yeah, because I think team dynamics work very well. I do think I like the Peter Parker thing. I do think our shows don't do it. Instead of trying to do that, they just make a team Flash. Like Flash didn't need a team Flash, but they're like, we don't know how to write not a team. And so you're we'll supposed to that. have an ensemble, I think, and therefore. But, they, I, I think it's also our, our variety of shows doesn't know how to do an ensemble unless they're all fighting bad together. You can make an ensemble TV show and only The Flash is doing it and having him be juggling his speed and his... And goddamn, can he, he juggle does. fast? He's so yeah. good at it. Mikey, your first nominee is The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Heck, yeah. This is uh, the last time they can be nominated. These are some grandpappies. They're a great team. They're like a family. Why? Which is a gr- Why? Yes. Well, Coulson's the daddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, we right. want the family tree. This is well, about to May get pervy. <laughs> May's the angry hot mom. 
Fitz and Simmons are the siblings who fuck, and Daisy's the sibling you want to fuck. Is this a different? Is this a word a different way of saying best ensemble? In that, like, it's not about how mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit how you fight together and do your powers gel. But it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot about like when you're sitting on your spaceship or whatever. Right. How do you hang out? And he, yeah, they banter very good because they're the MCU esque, and they. I think they also do. They're a good team because there's a strict hierarchy, and so they they do teamwork very well together. Cassie, the next nominee is the JSA Junior. Yeah, excellent team. Listen, this is a team that came onto the scene as little babies. They were an absolute disaster. This was a team we got to see grow and become a team. Still has that fucking prick hour man though. The yeah. oh yes, hour man. But it also has Daddy Robot. You gotta. It has Pat Dugan in a mech suit. Like I don't know what more you're looking for in a team. We said dynamic. It's got Pat Dugan. Like and they did. Like they had a little bit of a bumpy road. But you know what? They're getting there, and I respect that. Do you think that in season two, which is not but weeks away, mm-hmm. that they're all going to come exciting. together and like just be a kick-ass team? Hope so. Yeah, I hope we get. But a- do you though, or like? No, I hope they still mess things up. Yeah, they gotta mess things up. <laughs> they're just kids. Because yeah, because they're kids. When they mess things up, I'm like, oh. When our uh, adult teams mess things up, I'm like, you should be dead. But yeah. like, I gotta say that with characters like Our Man, and this goes out to every TV show ever. When you have a character like that, just fucking learn from your mistakes. God damn it! Stop fucking <laughs> running into battles like that, Mike. The next somebody is the Legends of Tomorrow. That is our team, baby. I don't want to give it away, but I'm guessing... They won last year, Mike. They did win last year. I'm Possibly they've won other years. This is... They fuck things up for the better, I think they say. And, yeah. Often, they do not get along, but they always come together and hug at the end without it feeling like a full house episode. Is this as familial as other teams that have been nominated? Mm, well... I was going to say more, but less because all of them might fuck. So less. <laughs> no, this is like, this is. At some point, re- every legend will fuck a legend. <laughs> and that's what makes them legends. Uh, yeah, less familiar. <laughs> this is like a group of friends. This is like a 90s sitcom became a superhero squad. Yeah. Uh, Cassie, I'm going to need you to detail this next novelty. It's Team Batwoman. Who is in that team? And so we're talking about second season only. Yeah. So Team Batwoman, we obviously got Batwoman, uh, Ryan Wildler. Wilder, and then also uh, Luke, who tech dude, smart dude, I gotta have that. Mary, the kind one who's like trying to keep it all together, also runs like the little underground hospital. And I would say that's the core Batwoman team. Just the three? I would say the, the three. That's the main trio, but then there's also, I'd say Sophie this year upgraded Sophie, to yeah, Sophie officially. being part of it. And occasionally Alice yeah. in the second season. Alice is a is a what do they call it on the in the old X Men like a utility player, not a utility player, but like what is hide? I'm not good enough at sports or remembering from the '90s. We're like I'm not always on the team, but I'm here sometimes. Utility player is a sports term. Okay. Uh, like uh, uh, when you guys are missing one aspect, I can do uh, a bunch of aspects. You guys aren't licking enough bell peppers, so, so. I'll do that for you. <laughs> what the fuck is Mike looking at in? The room right now. Is he just surrounded <laughs> by bell peppers? He's like, well, I got to say this. That's why we don't have his full attention. There's so many bell peppers that need licking. But as the uh, as the resident Batwoman watchers, did you guys feel like this gelled? Was this like what Team Flash was supposed to be? Because Team Flash is, by the way, not nominated tonight. Not nominated. <laughs> yeah, this is a better version of it. And like, this is the, the Arrowverse. They all have this. They all have the tech person and the person on the ground. And I do think they're... 
they flow well together and the personalities clash naturally instead of like, well, I guess we got to have them fight this week. Yeah. They also had a growth where like she didn't get along with Luke at all. Like they were at mm-hmm. much ends and they had to like come together and oversee, like see both sides of the story and everything and like mend that relationship. You really got to see him grow in such a short amount of time. So it's a solid team. Your final nominee is Team Erp. So uh, we got to see this. Uh, this was the last season, and we mostly saw them split apart. But there was a lot of adventures, but they all had to work together. We had a sheriff, a vamp, uh, demon killer, a vampire, and a angel all together as a team. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it right. was the last season. <laughs> How does this not win? I don't... Because I, I think them not being together, Jeremy, I think interacting with them in an uh, episode... Uh, it, it they didn't feel very team like throughout most of this season. You also got a like success rate as well because I feel like they're they are a disaster team where a lot of things just kind of happen to work out. You like, know what, dude? <laughs> w- but with the agents of Shield and uh, Legends and Team Erp, I think part of being nominated is we have to fix our own mistakes. Mm-hmm. We fucked yeah. up, and now we have to do something <laughs> about it. It's it's what we love always. All right, we relate to that. <laughs> And your winner, your nominees are Agents of Shield, JSA Junior, Legends of Tomorrow, Team Batwoman, and Team Earth. Cassie, where do we think this is going? Oh man, if I know us, I'm gonna say Legends, but I have my underdog is Batwoman that I'm hoping for. Mike, we have a clear favorite. Who is your underdog? Shield. And your winner is. I think last time we did this, we did Psychic and Deke won for the second time in a row. Uh-huh. It's Legends of Tomorrow, guys. Why do <laughs> we, we even do grown. this? Series? We haven't grown in a year. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow is the team of 2020 to 2021. Oh, man. You know what? Not shocking. I feel like if people started making brackets of what they thought we would vote for, like they would know what we're going to ha- pass on. But last season, like they won and they didn't even have Barad. And now they do. And so, of course, like... Come on! Oh, obviously, they're gonna win. Yeah, they're gonna and win. Z like, two How could they not? So, if anybody's angry, just think. Remember those two facts. And Legends wasn't on this week, so we're not going to talk about it. But uh, it was on last week, and uh, Nate got those totems, and he's going to go see Zari one point And <laughs> <laughs> and in case you're wondering, it's all because of Zari one If there's any questions, absolutely. All right. Well, it was a big shocker, uh, Ryan. Can I officially go to the main event now? I suppose. All right. Let's go to Sweet Tooth. In the season one finale of Sweet Tooth, the General's army is caught up with the hybrids of the preserve and has taken over the zoo. With a stockpile of hybrids to test on, the General is determined to get the only cure to the sick to the do- uh, thanks to the doctor who is being held hostage. Gus was going to be the first uh, test experiment after he was captured and Big Man was shot, but his ability to speak stopped the doctor. After coming back to life, Big Man gets picked up by Amy, who is on a full-on mission to get their kids back. Meanwhile, back at the house, Bear has made contact with Birdie, who is still alive. What an episode. Woo! Taste buds, I ask you. This season ended right at the peak of its story. Does this make it a good episode or a bad episode? I, we are, I, I do believe, Mike, what Cassie is asking us to do is to be the TV critics that we are... <laughs> Like we are professional TV critics, and therefore this this episode was stupid. But I, no, I was fucking delighted the entire time because all the things that I thought could or might happen happened, and I was just like, "Wee!" the entire time. Yeah, all all the storylines. We've had three disparate storylines. They're finally all blending. Mm-hmm. That's how so you make be... TV. Yeah, but do and you they did it 
I, I like how you described it. Big man came back to life. Back to life. He <laughs> came, he rose from the dead. He wasn't breathing for a long time from what they made it seem like. I'm pretty sure he came back well, to life. checked him. Imagine he, it, back just, to life, sir. Imagine if like the friends uh, were against Seinfeld in Night Court. That's what this felt like. <laughs> Why didn't that crossover happen? Night Court. But do you think, so like, <laughs> it does need... <laughs> I got to shout out Night Court. Don't give me that Who look. Who knew? <laughs> shout out Night Court Night whenever you throw so that out there. I'm a wings man myself. <laughs> um, no, but like, so this was all, I do agree, all these storylines did need to come together and it felt really good to watch that happen. But should it have happened an episode early where we got more resolution? No. no. Fuck okay. your resolution. Okay, all right. No, look, because- Netflix needs to do this because uh, we're not going to see season two for two years. And so they need to they need to hook us in so we remember why we want to watch it. I love how they can't film their show about a fucking virus because of a virus. Like that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, it's probably going to take another year. And also Netflix has this thing of like uh we just want to cancel everything all the time. Like that makes it a little bit hard for us, you know? Like mm-hmm. we got invested into Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. We were so they, it was our most favorite show of all time and then they just uh brought the 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 axe down. Uh, no, like, I could not be more excited for another show. Uh, Sweet Tooth didn't have that thing for me of, like, oh, I, I want to watch another, but I have to stop because I have to record mm-hmm. the podcast until this last episode. Mm-hmm. And I know it was cheap. And I know, like, what are the odds that any of this shit happened? And I did not care. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's just, it's going to be a crazy, I like, the whole second season will feel different. Because now it's Amy and Big Man hunting for the kids. Mm-hmm. Gus becoming friends with the doctor, like <laughs> Birdie and Bear just walkie-talking. I guess that sounds awesome. So to uh, the, once like, it once I, it got to Birdie and Bear, I was show. like, okay, too much. This is overload. Like I'm so fucking excited. Like once it got to Birdie and Bear, I'm like, that was insane. Yeah. And and Ryan, so you've read the comics. How how close to the story of that has it stayed, or is it doing its own thing at this point? It's been a while, Mike, but. Uh, the comics, I believe, were mostly like a, uh, a young dear boy's journey into reflecting on the world and himself. And was definitely not, it was not like a Brian K. Vaughn adventure around the world. Yeah, and like uh, there's going to be a cliffhanger in every episode. It was more of a, a think piece. Mm-hmm. So, but I do think that Netflix is doing a good thing here because they do have a problem with retaining viewers. Yeah. Right. I do think this one, it definitely will retain. I feel like they had to, they like called the shot. They ended at such a big cliffhanger to be like, you'll have to bring us back no that's, matter what you do. Like, yeah, that was a, <laughs> that's the, the best way to put it. The Netflix studio. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to do uh, Gus hugging a bunch of children, including Aww. a pig girl <laughs> and a sheep boy, right? Do you think that was Big Man's That was Big Man's son? kid. Oh my gosh. Goat boy, played by one Mad TV's. Brian, what's his name? Uh, no, that was SNL. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy. He just had a Mad TV vibe. Uh, but like, if you want to do like Gus's big hug, or um, you know, like uh, uh, what's her name and what's his butt, Big Man and Amy, Amy, Amy being on the same team, like we can't not watch, dude. Yeah. Even if you hated this first season, you have to watch. Yeah. This episode, I want to know, so we spent some time in the past learning more about Big Man and then also dealing with all of this in the future. Like, was did you get any whiplash at all? Or was it, like, for me, it was seamless going back between the two. We just watched the movie Mirror, Cassie. And so <laughs> Okay, so not even. We know what time I, it is. 
I, I liked learning more about Big Man and kind of like filling in why he is the way he is, like with Gus, because mm-hmm. at first blush, it would be like, well, why did he flip so easily? It's like, oh, he's felt guilty for years for abandoning his goat boy. And and we got, I think it was Reese Darby in the opening. I did notice that. That's not true, is about, it? <laughs> I, it? It sounded, and then when he ripped his mask off, it really looked like him. Uh, but we got to see if, the, the most pointed of aren't we all dumb is a guy in a hazmat suit is yelling about how it's all the government and the anti-government and big pharma trying to trick us into wearing masks. I love this first scene because it's exactly what our world is now, right? Um, I'm being, I know that I'm being overly careful, but I don't want to be called a nerd, but I I do think that we like, we should be careful. And then another person saying, fuck this, fuck you, fuck that. I'm going to (laughs) vape. While vaping. That's what's key. And, not only I'm going to vape, I'm going to rip off your mask and vape right in your face yeah. to show you that you're a nerd. And then he gets hit by a car, which is, one, fucking thank you. <laughs> like, that's awesome. And two, how this episode worked, it was just other characters crashing into other characters. Mm. Right. That's how the entire episode was. Oh, my gosh. Did they do that on purpose, you think? I think do it was on purpose, Gabby. Oh, Gaddy. my God. That's insane. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk. Like, I was very excited for, because we, we talked last week about how Amy was going to do going against um, the poachers. And, you know, when I pictured it initially, like, I was thinking, like, four or five poachers. She got the whole freaking army. This scene was awesome. Did she? Did you like her? She didn't get them all. She just, like, distracted them. Yeah, right? she, the like... whole army came against her. Okay. Right. Yeah, instead of just, like, a couple. He called in. The general himself came down with his whole army. Here comes the general. Yeah. Here comes the general. Uh, did you guys like her, her like, quip of, do you miss fireworks? And his, of, like, who doesn't? <laughs> like, apparently that's what the general's been creating as a, for years. As what a terribly fucking poorly written, the worst part of the show. Have we talked about this? I can't remember. No, that he is, like, just cackling the whole time. Where yeah. he even says to Dr. Singh, make me cure with enough doses so I decide who lives and who dies. This is. You, that's subtext. You don't want him to say that because nobody would ever say that. I would like to move past Bobby. And I know oh, what man. I've said about Bobby. But I would like to move past Bobby as the worst part of the show. And I would like to put it on General Abbott, who is in a pretty nuanced show that sometimes yeah. makes you think the single worst thing like his fucking (laughs) two-dimensional bullshit i cannot stand Mm. it's a bummer it's gonna be he's gonna be a part of it forever though he's what is his accent matthew mcconaughey like (laughs) (laughs) that's not that one counts but would bobby be number two can we at least make bobby number two no i love bobby bobby is the one that discovers gus in the prison yeah, yeah, I'm glad that the lizard kid got got because I couldn't look at him. Oh, oh they they t- <laughs> No, but we do have to talk about that because the problem with Bobby is that uh, his eyes are so big. What is What has bigger eyes? <laughs> uh, fucking Kid Chameleon. Uh, and we have to watch Dr. Singh cut that shit open. That kid was like looking around being like, what? What is this? What is this cool? Am I going to have fun? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's up, Dr. Singh? And he just turns that ring. Buzzer I heard on. you say the last kid. I, it, that's it's a very weird move, bro. To be like, well, I can't kill this. Kid. But I gotta give like, different kid. The show didn't do the thing where it's like, well, your first uh, subject is Gus. Right. They showed us how. No, he did it. Like he fucking cut kids yeah. open. Mm-hmm. I. That's why it sucks that Jenna Rabbit exists because if the bad guy was Doctor Singh, that's a nuanced bad guy. He's not a good dude right now. Oh, even no. though he saved Gus's life, he's a bad man. 
I also doing things for the right reasons, right? In he in his head. In his head, that's yeah. A good, but film. that's what makes things interesting. General yes. Abbott is straight out of a comic book, but like a really not not the sweet tooth comic book, a really right. poorly written comic book. But also, is Doctor Singh doing thing like doing it for the right reason? Like it's always been for his wife, and in now his it's, head, and now it's like okay, in in his head. Yeah, like in he's always going to be protecting his wife, who he swears isn't going to die or contagious, but. She looks bad. She looks, hey, if I yeah, can say, she looks she real looks bad great. right now. Yeah, for sure. Hey, girl, go glow up. <laughs> um, but do you think, can we trust the doctor with Gus? There was a weird vibe there where I didn't fully think, like, it was more like he was intrigued by him, like, too intrigued. Yeah. But not like a, I'll protect this well, kid. Well, he hands him a candy bar, which is sort of a movie trope of, like, that's a, that's a big point of, like, are you my friend or do I still think you're a test subject mm. and I want to see how you relate to this candy bar? And yeah, so that's, I'm intrigued for the next season. Why well, I, I assume it's going to be the Dr. Singh learning about Gus, right? Yeah. But I and, mean, and Dr. Singh said having that battle, I'm going to kill this kid chameleon because, or kid iguana or whatever, because he can't speak to me. Right. But I can't do this with the one that can, which makes sense. But also you did it with the one that can't. Like we're never gonna forget that, bro. No, yeah, he, he's that's why he's a he's a great villain because it's messed up. Yeah, it's also because Gus looks very human. Like he's got a full human face. Right. They went for the one that was like the face isn't yeah. human anymore. The skexy of the hybrids. Yeah. I think that's super important though. Like if you look at like uh, who was popular and you know why they're popular, like who was famous, it's because they have their ethnicity. Mm-hmm. below their face and mm-hmm. not on their face. And if your ethnicity is on your face, like you just, you can't be popular. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, do we, <laughs> I do want to, did you guys at all? So like right before big man got shot, he had a big sappy moment of officially like offering Gus to be his family and everything. And it was a real cute moment. Did you, one, did you see this coming? And did you think he was really dead? I, well, I did think he was dead. I did too. I didn't think he was dead. Come on guys. It was Jeopard. You think the show would put him in that much jeopardy? Oh, uh, no, but like it, he was going to get got because it was too quiet, too peaceful. And yeah. every time Gus has a chance to do something smart, he does the fucking the dumbest w- fucking <laughs> bullshit possible. <laughs> that is a fucking little kid. As he like. Oh, because he fixed the radio and called and then, them. Yeah. What was his plan? It was a safe place for hybrids. He wanted to meet hybrids. A little flyer uh, said it was a safe okay. spot. His little kid that's brain. He, he called. Yeah, I thought he was like, "Hey, I called the last minute." And that's why. <laughs> that's why Amy came and got Jeopard is because. Right, right. She heard the call. Right. Okay. 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 You see? Okay. You see? They did some writing there. That's what's up. Um. But yeah, I'm just super excited. Amy and Big Man are going to be like the two most badass people, and I cannot wait. Like, just and they're going to little... be like John yeah. Woo badass. Yeah. Like yeah. guns from the middle of their suit, and they just shoot both ways and just cross hybrid bird kids yeah. flying in front of them. <laughs> Just that quick scene of like in the morning we get our kids back or whatever. I was like, I I like ran around the room. I was like, there's no way it can end right now. <laughs> but uh, I'm very excited. And then we also did get Birdie the whole time was just trying to charge this insane walkie-talkie bear, bear. Sorry. And then that's when we do find out Birdie is alive, which of but course she had to be. It's too much. It's just too much. I didn't know who Bear was calling. And then yeah. of course, oh, she's calling the uh, only other character that has not been mentioned in the last six minutes of the end of this episode mm-hmm. how a uh, season in how do you guys feel about well our stories are about family and sometimes you got to say the theme of the episode. james and brolin right now 
Yeah. How, how are we feeling about the narrator who's like, I don't know if you got the pretty on the nose thing we just did. In that scene. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's uh, I get what you're saying. It's a little Zach Braff from Scrubsy, you know, like mm-hmm. here is the point of this episode. But I do like it because one of the things that we talked about a couple weeks ago is that uh, Jeopard has yet to be James Brolin, you know. Right. And so I think that if they use it as a tool in the future, not as like an, an automatic thing, but as like a well, now you're uh, you know how we do this. And therefore, right. we're going to use it accordingly. I think it could be cool. The reason plus I his do voice like it is awesome. Is, yeah, it's it gave voice. me my best impression I've ever had. Yeah, so I do like that. Has, has anybody complimented on you recently? Complimented you on it? N- nobody's complimented on me. Damn, and, I and that so will continue sorry. right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're almost out of time, but you know, I got to ask this. I think we, I know our stance, but did they stick don't, the landing? Cassie, don't. Did they? Did they stick the landing? They stuck it Olympic style, hands in the air. Yeah. The whole time I was like, I should not be okay with this like this is so fucking cheesy and obvious and i i, I wanted it and i wanted more yeah it it's was... doritos i just <laughs> put it in my mouth you heard it here sweet tooth like doritos put it in my mouth uh that is all the time we have to talk about it though i'm sure netflix will bring it back they have to we'll make them uh but uh mike yes. it's website time i told you you could talk about your website it's your time buddy it's your time to shine so, so many of my website ideas in the past, I feel like, have been selfish and not well thought out. And so I'm really trying to help people uh, in the world with this one. It's uh, fightthecheesedusturge.com. And I don't know. If you're the kind of person who can't stop eating Doritos, this website is for you. It's going to give you tips, tricks, videos, unboxing videos. Uh, hey, guys. Your fingers are covered in cheese dust, and it's it's all about why you're a disgusting pig monster. <laughs> okay. So is it going to give you recommendations for, like, other chips? Or, like, are other chips fine yeah. and it's just well, the I, cheese? Oh, like celery? Like, should we all this eat is a celery? Celery's not bad if you get some bitchin' sauce, but, like, the, the pita chips are good. But, like, just uh, how to wipe your hands cleanly. It's going to be all kinds of... There's going to be other chip recommendations, how to take care of your disgusting fingernails. Uh, a, a whole informational hub. The way I wipe my hands after I eat Doritos is on my jeans before I flip you the fuck off, you Nazi. No, I'm aware. I've seen your orange-crusted jeans. <laughs> what the cool kid vibe you just brought right there. It was insane. Um, but, Mike, are you... Do you feel like you can make this website on your own? Like, do you want to... Yes. How comfortable are you with, like, WordPress? Not very at all, but I'm going to put a blindfold on and code this whole thing. Okay, that sounds good. Mm. You know what? I think it, honestly, I don't feel like this is that important of a project, so I want to say, like, go ahead, you can go for it. (laughs) That's what my initial instinct is to be like, hell yeah, go go blindfolded to WordPress. But I guess I will point you to our friend, cybersprout.net, because they got premium hosting that is specifically built for WordPress. Also, if this is a passion project for you and you really want to get involved, they'll work hand in hand with you. They also handle security, maintenance, backup, speed optimization, and... Oh, security, we're going to need it. Oh, got it. You guys are... <laughs> People are going to try to hack my cheese website for sure. All your unboxing videos are going to be a hot commodity to everyone, so don't worry. It's going to be mm-hmm. super secure. And if you ever want to get in there, they got some templates. It's easy easy to edit fields and custom templates, drag and drop tools, so you can get you can mix in. You can get your dirty cheese fingers wow. in there every once in a while. Um, that sound great. That's it, don't they? Cybersprout.net, your partner for the digital world. Um, coming up next, it's time for the poll list. 
we are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. And this week, it's almost too many shows. If I could say this week's pull list, well, too se- much. Season three of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, did have 22 episodes. True. Mm-hmm. So, and we're doing episode by episode. We're not going to wrap them up. But all this week. Yeah. Not all 22 s- right now. <laughs> not summarizing like episode in depth by each episode. Cassie, you said wrap them up. I would love, if maybe if Mike provides a beatbox for you to just rap about all 22 episodes real quick. Mm, if only I knew a single thing about Superman, Lois. I know nothing. I've never seen a single I've never seen a single Superman or a was there, single Lois. Was there so few shows on this week where you missed them? Like were you like, I, I wish Superman and Lois was on? I would, I would watch it. I'd like that show. I, yeah, wa- I like that show. Yeah, I would watch it. You just don't like Lois and Clark. Yeah. With Dean Kane? With Dean Kane. Again, fuck that guy. This week, though, the first one show we did, uh, we're going to start this off with, is The Flash. This week on The Flash, John Diggle arrives in Central City with a weapon to help Barry stop the Godspeed War. Allegra and Ultraviolet's new bond is put to the ultimate test, which apparently means one of them dies. That's the ultimate test in friendship. While Joe and Kristen Kramer are hunted by a former colleague of hers. Taste Buds ask you this. If your best friend died, would you say just wander around space and time seeing if other people need your help the way Diggle is? Diggle, back on a show. It's been he so long. has, I think, a pregnant wife and an infant, but instead he's wandering around going, any other superheroes uh, need my help? Or? See, you got to always move on to the next one. He's just looking towards the future. You can't you forget the past, look towards the future. If you guys floated through space, I would float through space the opposite direction looking for two new best friends because fuck you two. <laughs> What if we like? What if space is also a circle like Earth, and we just met up on the other side? Uh, well, Earth isn't a circle, so that's <laughs> weird that you said that. <laughs> the Flash is on Tuesdays on the CW. <laughs> Our next show is Loki. On this week's episode of Loki, Loki and the Lokis are running around the Nexus—a sort of all end of time slash all time that seems to be where you'd go if you got pruned. After a bit of Loki family reunions with over a dozen Lokis. Mobius and Sylvie get back in the mix, and they all team up to defeat Eliath, a big, angry dragon cloud. Taste buds, let's get right to the heart of the matter. Based on this episode and this one and the ones before it, what does it take to make a Loki? You know, charm, wit, and horns. And green. Horns <laughs> they actually, are so important. They also yeah, stress the green important. is very important as well. I, I wish there was a... Uh, I love Loki Gator. But I wish there was Loki yes. Ram, where it just like put a little helmet in the middle and let the horns do the talking. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I, what does it take to make a Loki? A lot of them seem to think betrayal, but based on the Lokis we've gotten to know, I don't think that is a big part of it. Like, is it survival? Survival, I think, is huge. Uh, the I think loneliness makes a Loki. But to. To definitely experience loneliness is what it means to be a, a Loki. But like, man, the the one Loki with a hammer is the one who betrayed some of the Lokis. Uh-huh. It's really hard to talk about the show. <laughs> but was Boasting it, Loki. Wasn't he the... No, it was the old man Loki who was like, I just missed Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? That, the reason he got pruned is he was alone for decades or possibly centuries for a god to age like that and he went no i need to see how my brother's doing and for comic- that's why i don't call any of my brothers by the way <laughs> me. or if you do you call them thor the entire time uh for comic book readers we know that like they're all these characters are always going to be put into different situations and it's like w- 
you know, you have to find the thing that makes them always them. I think that's what this show is doing. And the loneliness, that's a good answer. But like yeah. knowing that you're going to be lonely, like fighting, is it fighting against the loneliness or accepting the loneliness? I would say accepting. I, well, that's what makes the, each Loki different is how they deal with the lo- loneliness. President Loki, who we got to see for such a short amount of time, deals with it by being like the slimiest bastard in a group of Lokis. But there's no trust there. Some of them... Oh, you can't trust the politician Loki? Really? No. (laughs) Or apparently all the ones who will be his helpers. How do you think the gator Loki uh, handles his loneliness? Biting hands off? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All the hands in his tummy becomes his hands. Oh, I loved... You would think that I would love when Loki bit the... When gator Loki bit the hand off a different Loki. But what I actually loved was after the hand bite... I think it was Kid Loki just petting Gator Loki. Yeah, being like, it's yeah. okay, baby. You're still my I, bro. I love Kid Loki. If yeah. season two is the Lokis and it's just these four like always hanging out, I'm in. Yeah. So we uh, we were in this world of random bullshit, which means a ton of Easter eggs. Did mm-hmm. any of them hit you guys hard? Uh, two stood out to me that I, the internet didn't even tell me. I didn't know it was Throg. When I saw it, I was just like, Tiny Thor was in a jar. That's awesome. And then later I was like, oh... In the shape of a frog? <laughs> and then uh, the Thanos copter. Okay, yeah, Thanos. so I'm going to show... Cassie, did you, do you know about this Thanos copter? Uh, a little bit, but not like a lot. I just know everybody, like they were in the comics, he had his own little copter thingy. Essentially knows he has them. Knows he has them, is what I do. I, I'm going to say in an, ep- uh, an issue of Spidey Super Stories, mm-hmm. Thanos is there, and it's not 616, so who gives a shit? And Thanos flies around in a copter with the name Thanos on it, which is, <laughs> is different than like Endgame and Infinity War Thanos that we have come to know. And that was just fucking straight up in this episode. Yeah. I, I like that they're like, we can start leaning into the dumb weirdness. And I feel like I, now that they have like, so this whole thing was enchanting this giant smoke monster is how they were going to come against it. And I feel like, and now that we're going into either the, his enchantment world or anything, I feel like the next or final episode is going to get even more wacky. And with Miss, we got Miss Time. This one really did lean into a lot of wackiness. The fact that like Miss Time was there for so long and just like a little helper. I, I enjoy when they throw Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. Minutes. Who so sorry. we know isn't just a recording because she lied. She was like, well, there is the Void spacecraft and her in Ravenlaw. What is her name? Is it Ravencloft? The judge Ravencloft uh, did a little like, let's hoodwink. Well, go back and forth. Sylvie. Minutin, uh It's not Ravona. Ravena. Miss Minutes and Ravenna uh, looked at each other at one point. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. We're scared. And. I get that Ravenna could be scared, you know, like she's like a bad guy, but not really, you know, like she's sort of an underling. The Miss Minutes should not be scared of anything, you know, like that is a fucking uh, a hologram creation. And she, they look at each other like, oh, fuck. There's a lot of uh, internetness of like who, who could be in that mansion and who should it be and who I want. A giant practical effects Miss Minutes, and that's who's been controlling it the whole time. <laughs> Mike, did you ever see the uh, the original Scooby Doo movie? Yes. Free Monsters Unleashed. Do you remember who the ba- the villain of that was? Was it Scrappy Doo? It was Scrappy Doo. Yeah, and that's what I feel like you're, what you're asking for. Yes, I want a <laughs> giant. Miss Minutes is the Ms. big Ms. villain. <laughs> what if it's Miss Minutes and Scrappy Doo sitting on two thrones? <gasps> what a dream. Just 69. <laughs> Not a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. Uh, Cassie's so quick to judge. Uh, 
the other, I mean, the other one, it could be Kang. Mm-hmm. And but what I think it will be is somebody who oh, we have seen before, like Loki but, or Sylvie. Yeah. It's gonna be Loki or Sylvie or Ravenna or Mobius. And that's in the throne, like once they like a yeah. or whatever. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, once they go into that that mansion. Okay, okay, okay. Can I just say real quick that uh, I finally figured out why Owen Wilson is going to win Best Supporting Actor in the Shishies? Why? Because Mobius is 75% Owen Wilson and 25% Roger Sterling from Mad Men. And I am yeah. here for it. And he's good at winking. Oh, God. Just like with a, like with a glass of scotch all the time and just like trying to do business. Just being so smarmy. It's, it's uh, John Slattery. Slattery. Yeah. How did you feel about his walk-off? One, he got a hug with Loki, which was touching, so touching. But then also just him going through, like, what are you going to do? And he's like, burn it all down. I was like, yeah. fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, you are. And then walked over and just grabbed the iPad. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to do something else. Uh, but, like, the most Mobius Owen Wilson moment was, you're my favorite. You know? Like, mm-hmm. you think I'm saying it to you, but I'm... Actually, saying it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it to the competent one. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys have like a favorite Loki, or how do you? I want to focus on like I guess classic Loki, old Loki, and um, I like this. I really like when he started creating Asgard and everything. Like I loved how much time they gave to this, uh, yeah. like classic Loki. And uh, if I can bring in a Steph moment, right? Because mm-hmm. you know my wife screams a lot of things at me she's been screaming wizard of oz at me this entire time that we've been watching the show Mm -hmm. and loki finally has his you know three companions and then watching old man loki build the emerald city you know like i know it's supposed to be asgard but man they are not hiding it anymore Mm -hmm. this is the wizard of oz well yeah i mean when the big three the the teen the time titans whatever they're called when they uh that's the yeah we're in Wizard of Oz and when they all held hands and sang this song the show is the Wizard of Oz Loki is the Wizard of Oz <laughs> yeah are you getting it now um, I hope that means Mobius goes away in a hot air balloon next episode oh <laughs> uh, real quick before we we're almost out of time but I do want to talk about the Loki and Sylvie scene with the blanket uh, was that a smooth move yeah it was cute it was it was yeah, it was like both both of them like are talking around their feelings because they do not know how to say. Even if they weren't looking at a mirrored version of themselves, they would not be smooth. They don't know how to be romantic. I mean, but the whole time they're wondering, is this cool? Yeah, no matter what, like these are fucking two of the most powerful people that have ever existed in the history of time, and we get to watch Loki, one of them, be like, uh, "Is this a blanket?" And she's like, <laughs> "It's not really a blanket." It's like, "No, it is absolutely a blanket." But it wasn't though. We could see it was like a it was a cape. It looked like a curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Good. He just wrapped him up in a curtain, and that's so sweet. Um, let's get to moments of the week though. Ryan, what do you got for it? I'm gonna go with. I mean, this has to go to fucking uh, Gator Thor for or Gator Loki for all of his incredible moments. But I'm gonna go with uh, when we're trying to figure out what a Loki is, and Richard Grant as Old Man Loki says. We were in a battle. We were in a war, and I became a like non sentient rock, and I just floated out into space because like that's the Loki move is just to like mm-hmm. escape everything, and then I got lonely. That was good, dude. Like that was yeah. really good. It, it, it makes sense to pull in a good actor for a small role. I agree. <laughs> they're going to deliver that kind of uh, lines. They know what they're uh, doing. 
Uh, Mike, what about you? Yeah, I, I think the alligator Loki eating President Loki's hands and then chaos erupting was great. And then, yeah, Richard, uh, Richard Grant doing the, like, sacrificing himself, even though that is not the Loki move. And Loki and Sylvie realizing, like, what... They, Loki said, I think we're more powerful than we think we are, but also realizing, like, oh, we can do the self-sacrifice move. It's going back to Captain America, Iron Man conversation from Avengers is Captain America says, you're not the kind of guy who jumps on the grenade. You don't sacrifice yourself to help others. And Loki's like, oh, maybe I can be a better person. Yeah. Because I'm seeing old me do it. (laughs) Uh, You guys went for deeper ones. I probably should have gone first. But mine was just uh, his reaction to the gator one when he like has the freak out of like, and I just found out one of us is a gator and I'm sad to report. I didn't even find that disturbing. (laughs) Just the delivery (laughs) on that was... (laughs) fantastic that was a meta audience reaction of like yeah who gives a shit about anything at this point (laughs) i love a good gator um that is it for our pool list also loki's on wednesdays on disney plus and it is that is it for the pool list so coming up next it's time for x tasmania Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men the Animated Series in the second part of the season two finale. With all the X-Men captured and powerless, it's up to Wolverine to save the rest of the team from Mr. Sinister and his mutant power-morphing machine. Wolverine almost got taken out by dinosaurs until Kazar showed up and saved him. Together, they were able to free the Savage Land people, free the X-Men, and obliterate Mr. Sinister. Taste Buds, our return to the X-Men starts off with Mr. Sinister putting his initial captured X-Men in a weird dungeon cell. Were you just so excited to return to X-Men? Did it just yes. feel... You didn't, did you remember where we were? How did it feel? We're in the Savage Land. I mean, yeah. like <laughs> We're always in the Savage Land. And we haven't talked about this show in so long that I remembered all of my fucking imprisoned babies. <laughs> all your imprisoned babies? And I just waiting for the rest of the plane or the rest of them to get there on the plane. To they, also get imprisoned. <laughs> you knew. And that is like as soon. So they knew they were coming into a trap and they land and none of their powers work, obviously. So they do get captured. It's crazy. At one point, like Cyclops is like, I think we're flying into a trap. And they're like, what? And he's like, oh, I'm not psychic. I just very <laughs> obvious. Like, Look around, guys. Yeah, like, it's just clear. <laughs> this Professor tra- X talked weird in that. That's not how he normally talks to us. Uh, we haven't seen him in a year. And he's suddenly like, hey, come hang out. I like they all react to their powers being gone. So... Uh, differently like Wolverine still just tries and then Gambit he's like well it didn't work for you now I'll try and he goes oh no Gambit have no power either <laughs> and then Become- Storm OTT bitch is like our powers have abandoned us <laughs> and but did you see who uh, Storm fought Amphibious it was a toad yeah it was a fucking toad like Storm's whole legacy is oh what happens when Storm fights a toad just destroys it we don't have to do the punchline. It's just she fu- she can fucking kick a toad. Yeah, she, she this chick can kick a toad. It was Gambit who was my favorite because it was very on character for when Rogue or uh, yeah when Rogue was like I yeah. have no powers. He was like watch me blow up this car and I was yeah. like bitch you're not oh, gonna be able to do that. I can do it. <laughs> well, even before that, I I got to give props to Gambit because he was like hey uh, how about hey Rogue uh, fly all the all plan open the owl. And I will uh, uh, sneak my hands all through it. And that was like, that wasn't pervy. You know, he wasn't like, <laughs> Rogue. Wasn't. He didn't talk about Rogue's big boobs or like how he was going to fucking drug her and rape her. He just, he was like on the team. 
if we're, if we're talking about uh, good moments and people we normally don't like, I do like Wolverine when because they're like, you ain't got no powers. He says, there's nothing mutant about these. And it still brings out the claws, but then he's like, oh, fuck. He, he's like a little out. <laughs> a little like, ow, That ow, super, ow. super hurts, though. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that is painful. He jumps off a cliff, and then he's like, again, he's like, oh, wait, again, no powers. And then like limps into the jungle. And yeah. I got to give the episode credit for knowing that what is mutant, what is not, right? Like Wolverine saw his claws. But then mm-hmm. what we're in for is like 20 minutes of Wolverine fighting people because he has his claws. Yeah, he he is in the jungle and he's taking on he's taking on straight up dinosaurs and also uh, what who's Mister Sinister's whole crew. There you're a, so you're many a straight up dinosaur, <laughs> but I'm gonna fight you. Like as the dinosaur expert, uh, did he take on two T Rexes? Was that a big T Rex and a little T Rex? Mm-hmm. What was up I with those dinos? So. Mm-hmm. Okay. K- Kazar comes and helps him, and Kazar shows like how all the X Men kind of suck because he takes out a guard on a pterodactyl and then takes out the other pterodactyls in like three seconds. It was so quick. He Why can't we so watch good. the show about this guy? And Kazar's <laughs> like, uh, you should probably be on my team instead of fighting me there. But Jesus Christ, first of all, settle down. <laughs> Second of all, uh, you should be on my team because everyone else, maybe they're your friends, maybe they're not, uh, has already been captured. And Wolverine's like, yeah, no, <laughs> you and I are on a team because obviously you're the only person who can't get captured. The only one. And then, yeah, so back over on the mansion, we do have everybody else's captured, but we get Mr. Sinister. I love that they still gave him a full monologue to tell him, like, what his whole plan was, and they made it so creepy. It was like, he was like, I've wanted you guys to be my children for so long. He's like, waited, he said, I waited my whole life to create with you guys, and I was like, what? <laughs> create what? with you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to say Rewrite that sentence, Mr. Sinister. <laughs> I like, he, he, he goes off, like, that they should be honored that they will, their DNA will help create super mutants. And then he's like, to let you know what a bad scientist he is he's like well i'm gonna increase their powers in unpredictable ways yes he straight <laughs> up then, says the machine is un- in unpredictable ways that's a bad machine which means like- it gives you a second mutant power right yeah mm-hmm. but you don't know what that is and it's completely unrelated to your initial mutant power yes uh and i like magneto who's used to being the caped monologuer he says do it but shut up and be quick about it. He's like, I don't think we can get out of this. I'm just saying fucking move on with it. <laughs> and I, I love when uh, Cyclops is about to talk and Magneto steps up and he's like, mm, I'm used to being the caved monologuer. So <laughs> excuse me. Uh, but we do, we do also have like a soap opera going on during this. Cause this is when uh, Gambit and Rogue have their little moment. And Gambit yeah. straight up says that he loves Rogue. This, this finally kiss. man, did it, did it feel like a precious moment? Cause I was like, I don't need this. It's because we hate Gambit at this point, so there's no coming back. There's no... In the bet, like, when you guys were kids, did you support this relationship? Did people look... Okay. I didn't know he was a bad guy then. Yeah. What's wrong with men? Originally, (laughs) all of my friends acted like Gambit. And And now I know that it's like, it's not... It's not cool to do. It's not cool to wear fingerless gloves <laughs> and fucking talk to women in this way. And that's just so recently that fingerless gloves and became but, cool. We've talked so many times about how Rogue has officially been like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, there's been so many episodes where Rogue was like, you know what? Uh, it sucks that I can't touch anybody, but like, that's not even my problem. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that creepy guy. I can't stand him. Um, but at this point, we do have, because the crew always got to meet up, so we get Wolverine and um, Kazar there, and they're able to, uh, they're there to rescue the, the X-Men, and Kazar's there to free the people. Um, but at, So once they free a couple of the X-Men, um, Morph and Magneto go to destroy the machines, and that's when the X-Men get their powers back and everything pops With off. With the theme song. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, somebody hits a button where it's like, <laughs> when this cage opens, when this jail cell opens, 
that fucking theme song better pop off. Put that on blast. They're always so good at finding a moment to throw that in to make you so excited. Like and, I, yes. I can only imagine as a kid how excited you would be. I gotta say that, like when they were fighting Sans powers, it was terrible. Like it was yes. terrible animation. It was mm-hmm. hard to watch. Like I hated every second. And then when they get their powers back and that theme song is on, guys, it ruled. It well, so much. Magneto proving he should just be on the team. He wraps Vertigo just up in metal. Like, he just uh-huh. crushes this chick in metal. And then Sinister has his yellow beam and Cyclops is doing his red beam and they're doing the back and forth. Yeah, it ruled, man. Yeah. Everything about it was so good. We had Morph who got taken over control and he just still did his Morph thing of like, I don't know. Oh, was Morph fucking shitty and the worst character yeah. of all time? <laughs> Whoa, what always. a shocker. He does shoot Xavier right in the arm. He does. <laughs> But oh, then but- he he they, Xavier talks to him even though his arm has been shot and he turns and he he is what helps Sinister go away and Sinister explodes because uh, Morph's gun and Cyclops's uh, eye beams hit him and then Brainchild starts picking up the pieces and yeah. he's like nope yeah. and washes them into the air. <laughs> it was like to see Brainchild again. It was kind of like the uh, the animators were like, hey, don't forget about this little weirdo. Like, of course you would pick up the smudge pieces. I feel like that if I broke into a bunch of pieces, you and Mike would run around and. Pick them all up. Ryan! (laughs) Not Orion! Um, But yeah, so at this point, you know, the battle's done. We go back. They're rebuilding the village. And we get X-Men and Magneto uh, parting ways. Because they are on separate missions, apparently. They can never team up. Dude, Magneto is a fucking icon in this episode. Because he's like... (laughs) The bad guys run in, and they're like, we're going to kill the X-Men. And Magneto's like, you will never hurt the X-Men. They're wonderful. Yeah. And then Professor X is like, do you want to join us? And he's like, never will I do that. You're, you're a bunch of idiots. I go solo. I was just trying to take down that guy. <laughs> but yeah, so they peace out. And then at the end, when we thought everything was going to be fine, we see Amphibious and Sinister are still in the Savage Lands, and they both have plans. Like Amphibious no, saw not his Amphibious. moment. Don't don't you fucking call Sauron amphibious, you racist. Oh, you're right. Oh, man, oh, Cassie, I'm so you are sorry. fucking oh, up so right sorry. now. You think all green Sora. people are the same. Oh, God. Is a pterodactyl, like, man. No, let's let's be clear. Amphibious ain't got no plans. There's no <laughs> way Amphibious has future plans. He's like, how am I going to get the shit kicked out of me by storm? Because that's what I'm into. So I can jerk my toe dick it. off. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's Sauron two, with the vision and the future. Two good Sauron moments. Uh, while that's, they're fighting... Sauron blows up the building. He definitely is like, oh, I hate all these people. I'm blowing their shit up. When, and then he goes, the true future of the Savage Land can begin. When we think that everything <laughs> is cool and everything is like the episode is going to end, there's a close up of a panel and a green hand comes in, moves the, the thing <laughs> up and pushes the explode button. Explode now button. <laughs> and then the Why mountain fucking explodes. And then that's, uh, so Sauron says that and flies away. And then it's Sinister's face in the sand. The sand just starts talking. (laughs) God damn, man. If you thought that you couldn't be fucking lamer, if you were just a bunch of fucking pieces of like chips that uh, Brain Matt, what's his name? Brainchild. Brainchild is collecting. (laughs) The only way to be lamer is to be a collection of seashells that all come together. To make you cackle. And pebbles, okay? He was a combination. Oh, Mr. Sinister, get the fuck out of here, dude. (laughs) But yeah, that is the episode. That was the end of season two. Um, So now it's time for us to go to awards. It's it's a big one. This was a big episode. So we're going to start with most 90s thing. Mike, what do you got for it? I think the 90s loved DNA. Nobody knew what it did, yep. but they fucking loved it. And so it is sinister saying that they should be honored that their DNA will help create super mutants. Like, we were about to crack the genome a couple 
years after this came out, and everyone was like, DNA's magic. We'll be able to do anything once we figure it out. <laughs> you can make children with DNA in a tube. Well, that's true. Yeah, and we the X-Men knew that. <laughs> that's how I was made. That's how my that's father how my kids was will made. Be made. <laughs> Ryan, what do you got for most 90s thing? Uh, the most important movie, Cassie, right before this episode came out, was it, it's really hard for me to explain to you, a youngin. Mm-hmm. The importance of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Okay. Like, it was an incredible movie. And Mr. Sinister going full T-1000 once he's broken into shatters and like starts to melt together. And sure, Gene Grey comes out and says, like, spread him everywhere <laughs> before Brainchild can collect him. But he does, he does have this moment of like trying to come together T-1000 style. And that is 90s as fuck. Can you confirm that, Mike? Is that 90s as fuck? Yeah. I mean... It's- the Capri Suns did it. Alex Mack did it. It was all came from T1000. <laughs> the snap bracelets did it. The Pogs did it. Um, for most 90s thing, I have uh, that big bald buff dude who Wolverine went against. Oh, they, the guy with the lashes? Yeah, and the 18 pack. Like, it was just 90s to draw. Like, they didn't know how many abs a really buff person could get. So they know, were like, 100? I don't know, like 82. Let's <laughs> throw all ab the abs. Biology at that time. <laughs> we need more ab drawers. <laughs> I don't know how many abs a guy can have. Um, you did get, Ryan, you got confirmation that your thing was 90s, but I wasn't there, so I'm going to give it to Mike. Yes. What the fuck, man? <laughs> you know what? Just how it goes. Maybe you can get this one, though. Our next award is Best Gasp Line. So, Ryan, what do you got for that? <laughs> Best Gasp Line was Mr. Sinister was like, and Mr. Sinister is a fucking punk full of bullshit, right? Like, he's got a cool cape, I guess, and maybe I'll start wearing that cape around. I don't know. <laughs> but I do think that it would look great on me. But otherwise, he has the he's, sharpened teeth. He's just a fucking punk full of bullshit. And then he's like talking to the people in the cage. And then like he's like, and then I will uh, uh, destroy you and give you new mutant powers. And then rah! And then his eyes light up. And it, I jumped. It was scary. Like it was a <laughs> jump moment. His eyes were on fire. His voice was on fire. That's my gasp moment. You know what? It's very big of you to admit to a moment in Taz that scared you. I'm very proud of you for that. Um, Mike, what do you got for best gas plan? In towards the end, in the same breath, Magneto said that there's no way in hell he'll join the X Men. He also shakes Xavier's hand and says, "It was good to fight alongside you, Charles. Goodbye, my friend." But like he just burned him and his whole team. But then he's like, "Goodbye, my friend." I fucking I no. I want all of us to do this. Like at the next Gravano family reunion, when after Mike, you say like, "It was so good to see all of you." And then somebody's like, we should do this more often. You just be like, there's no way in hell I will ever join you. And then just but, fly away. But then a very polite goodbye right before you leave. <laughs> and toodles. <laughs> um, for best gas line, I have uh, Wolverine announcing that uh, I'm down in the farmland to rip him a new navel. And like, I don't know what this means. He wanted to say butthole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody knows farmland is code for butthole. He, I'm, I'm down in the butthole to rip up a new navel. But like, why is that? Why is that a phrase? Why I don't understand any part oh, of this. Wolverine has a lot of those. For some of his, it feels like they went to a random like. Here's two thick words, and there's just a random phrase generator based yeah. on those two words. He just and he throws it out with such confidence. Like props to whoever is that voice actor. He's like, this is nonsense. I'm gonna throw it out. But um, Ryan, you know what? I can't. I gotta reward that bravery. I'm gonna give that point to you. Um, our next award is best use of power. Mike, what do you got? Uh, one of the dopest parts of the fight is Cyclops takes Sinister down, 
Okay, the Sinister's in the middle of a monologue, and Cyclops shoots him and says, what was that? I don't think I heard you right, and then shoots him over and over and over again, so he can't even respond to Cyclops' retort. He just blasts the shit out of him. Before, like, the long red versus yellow beams, Cyclops punches the crap out of him with his eye lasers. Hell yeah. I mean, it is Cyclops, though, but he did have, uh, it was a pretty cool moment. Um, Ryan, what do you got for best use of power? What does it say, Cassie? <laughs> best use of power we got... Sykes bully blast. Just, oh my gosh! Every single fucking the same second. He's you like, too, Mr. Yes. Si- Mr. Sinister. <laughs> I have a serious question for you, and I need you to answer right now. So, will you? What are you doing? And Mr. Sinister goes to answer. He's like, Ah, I gotcha! I gotcha! Give him my fucking blast! You stupid idiot! You didn't think I was gonna shoot you, but I did. I can't believe you guys both have that. That is no. That's the fucking power that's because clear, it's, the best power. You it, like. Being a bully is not part of Cyclops' power. <laughs> he is using that in order to be, and I loved it. I feel like you guys are overlooking um, our girl uh, Storm when she doesn't have any powers, and she straight up says, I don't need the elements to deal with a toad like you. It just kicks amphibious. <laughs> like, the power of just her feet alone. But she says, uh, how does a master of weather deal with a toad? And then she says, kicks him. Like, that wasn't a good joke. The I same way she deals with everything else. Yeah. With her Kick toes. It. Okay, I mean, I guess since you guys both came to the right conclusion, or the conclusion has to be the right one, but Mike went first, so points going to Mike. Unbelievable. Mm. That's Unbelievable. just how it's the rules here. Um, next award, LVP. Ryan, what do you got? Um, for LVP, and this, is, this one's hard for me because um, we just did best power, and it was Cyclops for sure. Mm. But Cyclops, or Mr. Sinister does his big scary speech, and then he, he does the gasp moment of the scene where he has glowy eyes and it's really scary. And then Cyclops in a cage is just like, nah! and punches out of the cage as hard as he can. Does not even come close to hitting him. Like, it's not even close. He just went, he just goes like, nah! and the noise that Cyclops makes when he does it is, nah! and nah! man, you're a fucking X-Man. Like, you are, you're a Navy SEAL. Like, you're a comic book Davy Seal, and that is what you did. Cyclops is the LVP. There was also, Wolverine also made the little ouchie noise with his claws, though. So, you know, it was was a lot of sounds going on. Ouchie. Ouchie. My Um, pussy. (laughs) Mike, what do you got for LVP? It's sinister. He'd been planning this for years and still fucking biffed it up. Do you think he spent too much time filing those teeth? Yeah, he, he filed his teeth. He didn't actually train his people that well. All his people had powers. They were fighting people with no powers. But because he disrespected the caveman, he lost it. This guy sucks. Oh, man. man. What, right. what an uh, season finale as far as like uh, villains of the year. Like All of the villains were there. There was like mm-hmm. nine or ten villains at the end. Or at the beginning, actually. And all of them were so terrible. So yes. terrible. So bad. And this was, he like, he, this was of the whole Savage Lands. This was everybody he could pull on with his little machine and everything. And this is what he pulled off. Um, for this LVP, I have a Rogan Gambit who, without their powers, just got instantly captured. They <laughs> crumbled without their powers. They didn't try to fight at all. They were just like, oh, no. So, and Gambit uh, does so much stuff when he has his powers. He like has a bow staff and he's just hitting people with it. And he's doing flips, but this time he's like, "Oh, I can't blow up cards. I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. You go ahead and Not grab me, try. sir." Um, but I do. I feel Mike. I feel like yours is a very strong argument, but I'm here for the drama and I want to tie your guys' points up. So I'm gonna give that one to Ryan. <laughs> uh, so you guys are tied with two and two, and it's all gonna come down to this last award, which is MVP. Uh, Mike, what do you got for it? 
Nobody would be saved without the heroics and actual skill of Kazar. Kazar is the MVP. All the X-Men survive and get away because of him. He is. It is. And he put all those, what is it, pterodactyls? What were those little flying things that he got? Pterodactyls. But pterodactyls. Yeah, the reason that Mike likes uh, Kazar is because uh, Kazar does the thing that Mike has always wanted to do, which is, hey, instead of fighting me, do you want to join up? And that's never worked for Mike. <laughs> no, I just get my ass kicked every time. You and know what? I wasn't going to kick your ass, but now I definitely will. Ew, and I'm not going to join up with you. <laughs> and also that outfit. I know you've always wanted that outfit. One day, buddy. I wear it around the house. Often. <laughs> got to make your dreams come true. Ryan, what do you got for MVP? Do we get more Patreon listeners if we say that the next episode of Superhero, <laughs> Mike is dressed like Kazar? I and would they'll see so. pictures? Well, no. Like, we're going to live stream this shit. Oh. And me and Cassie are just so horny that we can't even <laughs> we can't even talk. For sure, that's talk. gonna be, that's gonna lead to so many people wanting to listen. It's fucking Sauron. Sauron. <laughs> there's a whole battle for no reason in a mountain that is explosive, and Sauron right at the end goes up and's like, "Oh, what should my little green hand do? I know what my little green hand's gonna do." And then he fucking hits the one button, and Beast is like, "These explosions are getting." crazier as we go on <laughs> yeah that's right the mountain was filled with uh explosions that go off more than the each explosion is bigger than the last one and like sauron, a show. sauron knew that when he took his little green hand and he fucking touched that button the answer is sauron and any other answer is insane any other answer makes me want to dress like fucking bike is kazar as long as that's where we always end up that's what we really need to stay true to uh, for MVP, I have Wolverine because he, without his oh, powers... Oh, when he fucking was Sauron and touched the fucking button, Cassie? Is that why? <laughs> no, because without powers, it didn't even stop him for a second. He was still running through the jungle being acrobatic as hell. I don't have healing. any fucking powers. I can lift up the fucking shield if I if mount an explosive button and pu- push the button. <laughs> like, so that means listen. that's not that important. Well, yeah. who did it, though? Who did it? <laughs> I feel Barely like you. you are screaming a lot to make your point, but um, I just I don't think it is going to be over Kazar, who did save all of them, essentially, and freed everyone in the Savage Lands. I have over- to say, Mike, uh, when you scream to make your point, you are not going to get a point. <laughs> no, like, yeah, it's a good way of Every single time, person. that's what happens. And it's just a green hand. Like, anybody can push a button. A baby can push a button. I'm not going to reward that. Most babies can't. Oh, man. <laughs> Every baby can push a button. What if, what if the deleted scenes was just a fucking baby with a giant green hand that pushed that button, and that's what we didn't see? How would that make sense, guys? Explain that <laughs> no. shit to Also, me. do you know what's great about Kazar when he goes uh, to let all the other cave people out? He's just like, Shauna, what up, girl? Like, there's yeah. a little bit yeah. of flirting before he lets them out. <laughs> and I thought they had to be together, because they were the, the only two humans in Savage Land. But then they lift the door. There's, I guess, a bunch of humans? Yeah. yeah. It's just true love. So you but they're the two hottest humans. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta respect that. It's like Sean Penn and a girl Sean Penn. The two hottest humans you can imagine. <laughs> and Mike in a Kazar outfit. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Kazar, can you tell us about some websites? Your oh, we're done? That's Filtered it. Down. That's it. Mike won. He's the winner. He's going to dress like Kazar. And this show's done. It's just wrap-up <laughs> time. Done. First of all, it's Kazar. The only thing that's Kazar is the radio station that Kazar stars. Kazar, K-Z-A-R. He, you know he's got more of these. <laughs> Mike, go to websites. He's going to have so many of these. Yourpopfilter.com is where you can go to get everything we create. That, again, is yourpopfilter.com. I am saying it. 
said it last week. I'll say it again. Your popfilter.com. Still better about that. Throw a little slash Amazon at the end of it. That's how you shop now. Bookmark that. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. If you want to get even more things uh, from us that we create, go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. If you want to see the live stream of me in a Kazar outfit, you're going to go to <laughs> yourpopfilter.com slash Patreon. There's all kinds of other fun audio bits. Oh, man. Next week we are, Cassie... People don't need to know this, but we're recording two anniversary shows. Yeah. Which means he's going to have to stay in that outfit <laughs> for all of that. Uh, and also, I know that he's he definitely did the website mm-hmm. commercial, but he did not do it last week, though. He did not do no, it last week. It. Like, we can go back and play it. There, yeah. We did not do it last week. And I just, one day you'll get over it, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, but Ryan. Look at his purple face. <laughs> Ryan, last week, I know you covered all the shows. You well, did yeah. so good at it. No, I do my job. Yeah. So if you could just do that again this week and tell us about all the other shows. Uh, well, first of all, Cassie, I, w- I do want to say yourpopfilter.com, yourpopfilter.com <laughs> slash Amazon. And I did say it, yourpopfilter.com. Yeah. I, I want to cover that in case Mike didn't do it. But uh, uh, And then what was the other? Uh, all of our other shows. Guys, movie of the year going off right now. We're doing 1975. It's going crazy. Mike is the host. He's so much less purple-faced than he is right now. <laughs> right now, he is one sunglasses and saxophone away from being a complete California raisin. That's how angry he is at us. Uh, Goddamn, he's about to start singing the hits of the 60s. I heard it on the grapevine. Uh, most most movie of the years end with me yelling at you and Greg. What? No, that's, 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 that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, and then also, Cassie, this is Superhero Show Show, so yeah. uh, rate and review that. And then also Unnatural 20s, Cassie. That's cool. a show where uh, Cassie and two of her uh, different better friends uh, roll the dice to see what their 20s are going to be like. Ryan, do you want to? What, what's the brand new Pop Filter show? That's three new oh. episodes this week. My Ooh. God, Ooh. Cassie, I have something to tell you about. Yes. Um, do you know what love is? No, um, I'm not a robot. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> do you know what an island is? I've heard of an island, yeah. Okay, so you know what an island is. Yeah. What if we brought love there? Okay. What if too much love was on that island? What if there was too much show called Love Island that, like, there's no way we could watch all that show? It's a lot of show. What if there was a podcast we could listen to instead about Love Island? It sounds perfect. It sounds too good to be it's true. It's called Doing Bits, Cassie. Doing oh. Bits with Mike and Renee. And I am so excited for the Pot Filter family to bring this into fruition. It starts this week. Next yeah, week. Yeah, th- three episodes drop this week. Oh, got to check it out. Doing and then week bits. by week after that. You guys are absolute madmen. I can't wait to listen to it. Um, Mike, can you handle social media? Will you be able to handle our tag like, for that? Like, will you forget to do it? Are you going to know which one it is? Okay, I'm just going to start talking about it. You know what I've been doing lately, guys? I've been uh, rereading The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher, and it's about oh, a we are urban fantasy. Nope. And, uh, We're up against it. Like cool. somebody is, There's people knocking on the door, like trying to come into the studio, trying to you, record oh, sorry, their podcast. My commercial's done then. Keep going. Ryan, to you. <laughs> do you want your, me to do it, Cassie? Yeah, if you could go ahead and take over. At your pot filter on Twitter, on I Instagram. I said that. You did it. You talked about. I swear you talk about the Dresden Files. Yeah. No, that sounds crazy. Why would I do that? On that? <laughs> Nobody reads the Dresden Files. Come on, man. Uh, but yes, at your pop filter. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, we also got an email contact at your pop filter. Next week we got a big episode because we will be dis- discussing the Loki finale. It's all come down to this. It's going to be so amazing. I can't wait. And we're going to celebrate. Everything that is X-Men, the animated series, season two. Because we cannot let it die. We will continuously celebrate it. That's we're going to we stay in the Savage Land for as long as possible. <laughs> as long as X-Taz itself did. Well, um, this outfit 
isn't appropriate anywhere else. So. <laughs> he spent so much money on it. Hold on. <laughs> we can all dress. I'm going to dress like a pterodactyl. Oh. Do you know what they wear? Face. Nothing. Nothing. A harness? A saddle? <laughs> they, wear, they don't wear shit. It's going to be a bad episode for me. This you should listen dick. to it, though. For <laughs> Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.